So there's a Gemara in Saita, Daf Yudalat Ahmed Aleph, that points out that Torah both begins and ends with chesed, with kindness. Specifically, near the beginning of the Torah, it says that Hashem made clothes. He clothed the naked. He's Malbesh Arumim. For whom? For Odom and for Chava. That, that's an act of chesed. Clothing the naked is an act of, of generosity, kindness. Then near the very end of the Torah, Hashem buries the dead. For whom does he perform the mitzvah of burying the dead? For Moshe. For Moshe. It says he buried him in the valley. It's talking about Moshe. So the Gemara says we see that Torah begins and ends with an act of kindness. But here's a question. So in addition to the fact that we learn from this how important kindness is, that Torah begins with kindness and Torah ends with kindness, is there any particular relevance, is there any particular significance to the particular acts of kindness? In other words, yes, we can learn a general idea that kindness in general is extremely important, and you can see that from the fact that Torah is bookended, so to speak, with kindness at the beginning and kindness at the end, kindness running through the entire Torah. Yeah, that's a general lesson about the general importance of kindness. But what can we learn from the specific instances of kindness, the kindness at the beginning of Torah and the kindness at the end of Torah? What's the specific lesson based on the specific instances? So, first of all, notice that these two examples of kindness, who is the one doing the kindness in both instances? Who is the goymel chesed? Who is the bestower of kindness in both instances? It's interesting. It's Hashem. Now, <laughs> It's not that surprising, I guess, that Torah would begin with an act of kindness on Hashem's part because, you know, Hashem is the ultimate initiator of kindness, right? Hashem started being kind before the Torah even begins, right? The whole premise of creation is, a, is, is an act of kindness. So the fact that Hashem is the first one being kind in Torah, but Hashem's even the last one being kind in Torah. The kindness that we're reading about is not kindness, in other words, between one human being and another human being, although there are plenty of instances of intrapersonal kindness throughout Torah. However, the bookends, the beginning and the end of kindness in Torah are both acts of divine kindness, of Hashem's chesed to man. So that's the first important thing to, to take notice of. But second of all, notice for whom the kindness is being performed. Okay, so the first thing we noticed is who's performing the kindness, Hashem. But also notice for whom or to whom is the kindness being done. These two situations actually are two 
opposite recipients of kindness. Couldn't be more opposite. Because you're looking at man in his very lowest moment in all of human history, and man in his very highest level, the very highest level of, of, of human evolvement or, or development. How so? First, let's look at Adam. When Hashem clothed Adam, he had just fallen to the lowest level. He just sinned. Also, the very fact that he even needed clothes was a symptom of the sin. Because if you remember, before he ate from the Eitzadas, Adam and Chava were completely innocent, like babies. They were naked and they were not ashamed. So the need for clothing itself was indicative of the spiritual fall they had just experienced. That's first of all. Second of all, their physical nakedness, as Rashi says, their physical nakedness is symbolic of their spiritual nakedness. They were arumim. From what? Mikola mitzvahs. They were naked of mitzvahs. They were given one commandment. And they couldn't keep it. And so they had lost their mitzvah. And their physical nakedness was sort of an outer manifestation of their, of their spiritual nakedness. They were naked of mitzvahs. And yet, notwithstanding the fact that at that moment, Adam was at the lowest point of human failure, spiritual bankruptcy, the failure which is the root of all future human failures, Adam was still a recipient of Hashem's kindness. Hashem did not begrudge Adam of his kindness. Now let's contrast this. Contrast this with, with the last act of kindness in the Torah, when Hashem does kindness for Moshe Rabbeinu. At the time of his passing, Moshe Rabbeinu was on the highest possible level that a human being can reach. We know there are Nun Sharebino, 50 gates of understanding. And in his lifetime, Moshe Rabbeinu could only reach Memtes, gate 49. But being that tzaddikim are even greater after their passing than in their lifetime, so at the time of his passing, Moshe rose to an even higher level than he, ever, he had ever been before during his life, and he attained Shar Nun, the 50th level. Which, by the way, is hinted to by the fact that the Torah tells us no man knew his burial place. What does that mean, no man knew his burial place? The Alter Rebbe says in Lukutei Torah, it means no man can understand, can fathom the place that Mesha reached at the time of his burial. No man knew his burial place literally means that they can't find it, you can't find it on a map, like the Gemara talks about it. But also it means where Mesha reached on the day of his passing, we can't even wrap our minds around such a level, let alone attain it. Also, it's hinted to the fact that Arizal says, where was Mesha buried? Har Nevoi, right? That's what the Torah says, Har Nevoi. So the Arizal says, Nevoi is Nun Boi. Nun, 50, Boi are in it. That when Mesha reached the level of his passing, he was finally at Shar Nun, the 50th gate. 
and nobody could even comprehend that level. So we're talking about someone who had reached the, the highest level that a human being can reach. The very highest spiritual ascent. And yet, even at that level, whatever Hashem did for Moshe at that time by burying him, is still considered an act of kindness. Kindness, chesed, is chesed chinam. Kindness means grace. It means gratuitous kindness, unearned. So even a tzaddik like Moshe, on the, on the day of his highest attainment in this world, his, his receiving Hashem's kindness is, is still considered that, kindness, an unearned favor from Hashem. So what do we learn from this, from these two examples, at the very beginning of the Torah and at the very end of the Torah? What we learn is specifically a lesson about when it's appropriate to look for and to rely upon Hashem's kindness. From Adamarishan we learn that even when we're at our very, very lowest moments, even when we made terrible mistakes and we've fallen and we are undeserving, we've messed everything up, we can still turn to Hashem and rely on his gratuitous kindness. That's what we learn from Adam, the first act of kindness in the Torah. From Moshe, what do we learn? That even when we're at our highest moment, when we've achieved so much, we have so much to be proud of, nevertheless, we have to view anything that Hashem gives us at that point as an unearned gift, as just Kindness, we have nothing coming to us. We, we, we didn't earn anything. We don't deserve anything. No entitlement whatsoever. Which is, a, it's a maime chazal. Chazal tell us that uh, tzaddikim never rely on their schusim. Whatever they ask for from Hashem, it's never, oh, I earned this, you owe me that. It's always, the attitude is always that whatever Hashem gives is, is chesed chinam. And that's the attitude that we have to learn from Moshe, that even at the highest level a human being could ever reach, whatever he receives from Hashem at that point is still considered kindness. So, we all have our relative Adam moments, and we have our relative Moshe moments. But the common thread that runs between them is that we can always and must always rely on Hashem's kindness. Never despair of Hashem's kindness because you've fallen too low. And never assume that you're no longer in need of Hashem's kindness just because you've risen so high. So that's a general lesson in our Avedis Hashem that's applicable all year. Now, this also happens to be particularly fitting at this time of year as the Rebbe explains in, in this letter. This is a general attitude for all year long, but it's particularly fitting right now at this time of year. Let's think about it. The high holiday season. Let's look back. Where did it all start? Start started on Rosh Hashanah. 
Now, when we come to Hashem and Rosh Hashanah, we don't come to Hashem as people who are confident in their merits. No, no, no. To the contrary. What do we say? We say in Avinu Malkeinu, Ein bono We have no good deeds. I know, I'm sure you have some good deeds. No, no, Ein bono We don't have good deeds because we're not looking at it that way. And in fact, in the Machser, on Rosh Hashanah, we even say, Arumim neisarnu. We are left naked. We call ourselves spiritually naked. We have nothing. We're standing here in front of Hashem with nothing. It's not that we're coming here, we're saying, oh, look, we did this, we did that. You know, can you, Hashem, what, what can you manage, you know, can you manage to give us a deal for the, you know, the few uh, spiritual dollars that we have? No, we don't come, we come in and we say, we walk, we say to the shopkeeper, we have nothing. We don't even have a few pennies. What can you give us as an unearned gift? So on Rosh Hashanah, we turn to Hashem and we ask Hashem to clothe the naked. We stand in front of Hashem, dalim verekim, impoverished and empty. Right? It's from a song, right? Dalim verekim. Now you know why I speak and I don't sing. So that's the first thing that happened. And then what happens, of course, because Hashem is the ultimate in chesed. So he clothes the naked, just like he did on the first Rosh Hashanah, interestingly enough. Because that incident of chesed that we just spoke about, when Hashem clothed Adam, when did that happen, actually? On Rosh Hashanah, because on the very day that Adam was created, he sinned, he was expelled from the garden, and he was clothed. So literally on the very anniversary of that day, when that energy is in the world again, you know how Jewish time works. It's cyclical, like a spiral staircase. Although it's cyclical, you know, we come back to each point on the circle each year, right? Oh, here's Rosh Hashanah again. Oh, here's Pesach. Oh, here's Rosh Hashanah. But it's like a spiral staircase because it's on a higher level each year. It's more intense. There's an Oyer Chodesh. There's a new light each year. So think about it. Each year we come around to that anniversary, but on a higher level of when Hashem clothed Adam, when Hashem had gratuitous kindness for Adam. And uh, we ask Him to do the same for us again, that we are spiritually naked and impoverished, and we're not asking to trade because we have nothing to trade with. We're just asking for compassion. And Hashem responds to us just as He responded to Adam on that very day, 5,781 years ago. Then, Throughout the high holiday season, these powerful days, they do their work. And we get lifted up, ascent after ascent. We get lifted up, up to Yom Kippur, where we're like angels. And then we're lifted up to Sukkis, when we celebrate together in unity and in pure joy. And then finally we get lifted up to the ultimate ascent, Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. That's the climax of the high holiday season. You know, a lot of people don't realize this. They don't appreciate it. In Chabad, there's a particular emphasis on this. But, you know, I, I use the term high holidays. It's, it's actually, high holidays is a very American expression. You know, there's, there's Yomim Norayim, days of awe. So days of awe is a translation of a, of a Jewish concept. But high holidays, whatever, it's in English. It's, it's in English. I'm an American boy. I speak, you know, that's how I speak. But 
you know, if if there's a concept called high holidays, then there, are, there should also be a concept of the highest holidays. So if the high holidays are Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, then the highest holidays are Sukkot, Shemini Atzeres, and Simchas Torah. And in Chabad, you definitely feel this. And, and, and by the Rebbe, definitely this is what was seen, that the ultimate climax of everything that started Rosh Hashanah, really it started with Melech Basada back in Elul, it started with the whole warm-up, the whole build-up, but the climax came about on Simchas Torah. And that's when we're at our highest level. And, and, and you think about, it, not just the Rebbe, but, but every Jew on that day, Think about what it represents. You know, the whole concept of of the, the korban being one bull, right? The sacrifice, the offering in the, in the Beis Amigdash, in the Holy Temple, was one bull. What, what's the idea? It represents the fact that during the whole Sukkot, 70 bulls were brought, which represent the 70 nations of the world. But on Shemini one bull, which represents the unique relationship of one nation, the Jewish people with Hashem. And that's tied in with the whole name of Atzeres. Atzeres means lingering. And there's a medrash that explains that a king made a party and everybody came to the party. But at the end of the party, he turned to his best friend and he said, Hey, now that all the guests have left, how about you and I hang out together? And just, you know, one-on-one. So the seven days of Sukkot, we brought the sacrifices of the bulls for all the nations of the world. And we bring blessing to all the nations of the world. But after, the, after that's all done, the king turns to us, the Jewish people, and says, hey, let's have some private time now. Let's linger together. And that's atzeres, shmini atzeres. Shmini means the eighth, so the eighth day. Atzeres of lingering. Let's hang out together, just you and me. You know, it's like the husband and the wife who make the big Shabbos meal, and they have all the guests come, and they impress everybody, and it's so nice, and they, 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 they put everything into just being the ultimate hosts, and, and it's so exciting, it's so exhilarating, they, you know, especially if, like, you're a young couple, let's say, and it's one of your first times. But even... Even, you know, when, uh, you know, you get older, you know, it's a big deal you, to, to host people, to, to entertain. And then at the end of the evening, the last guest leaves and you look at your spouse and you say, now let's sit down at the table. Let's not clean up yet. Let's just have a cup of tea together and let's just enjoy each other's company. That's Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah, which are the same day. So think about the level that we reach on Shemina Tzeres and Simchas Teda, where we're sort of just hanging out one-on-one with our beloved, with Hashem. We're at the apex of our, of our spiritual ascent, this, you know, this process that was growing during the entire Tishrei, and now we hit it, now we hit the highest level. So, you know, you'd think at that point, I've come so far, I've reached so high, you know, what's my status now? You know, surely I've earned, I've earned the right. You know, if I'm asking for anything from Hashem at this point, you know, it, it's not a freebie. You know, I, I've surely earned it to some extent. No, 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 it's still a freebie. Even when we've come to our highest level, we still look at Hashem as our compassionate Father who's just being kind for no reason. So, you know, on Rosh Hashanah, when we knew we were naked and impoverished and empty and ain't bono we have no credit to our name. So then we knew we were asking for a freebie. 
the only the only concern on Rosh Hashanah is you might think you're so low that how dare you ask for a freebie? And we say, no, 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 of course you dare. Of course you dare. Because you, you could always rely on Hashem's kindness. But then the opposite lesson comes on, on, on Shemini Yetzirah and Simchas Torah, when we're at this apex of spiritual development, we shouldn't think, oh, well, now we've earned the right to ask for something. No, no, we never earned it. We're still just as empty as we were in Rosh Hashanah. And yet, we still ask. Why? Because Hashem is infinitely kind. And what day is it? It's just uncanny. If you think about the fact that Rosh Hashanah, when we are at our lowest, when we are impoverished, and we, we claim no zchusim, we claim no merits, we just say, Hashem, please be compassionate. That, that day, Rosh Hashanah, is literally the anniversary of when Hashem clothed Adam on the sixth day of creation. Well, you know what? Shemini Yatzeres is not the anniversary of, but it is linked to the day when Moshe reached his highest level. It's not literally the anniversary on the calendar, but it is, the, it is linked to, because of the Torah reading, when we read on Simchas Torah, V'zeis HaBracha, the completion of the, uh, of the Chumash, we read about Moshe Rabbeinu on his highest day, his highest level of attainment, being at Shar Nun, Har Nevoi, Nun Bai, the 50th gate, and yet Hashem does chesed, does kindness for Maisha, it's still considered chesed. No matter how high of a level Maisha has reached, whatever Hashem did for him is still considered chesed. And so that's mirroring the fact that on Simchas Teda, after the whole evolution of the whole high holiday season, we've come to our highest level. We've come to our highest level, and yet whatever we ask for from Hashem, we're also asking for it as chesed chinam, as gratuitous kindness. So, that's our lesson. <laughs> that we're coming up to the highest level, and we're about to start a new year. And the new year will surely bring us Highs and even greater highs. We don't need any. We don't even. We don't need any lows. But whatever happens in the coming year, we need to know that whatever situation we're in, we can and we must turn to Hashem for gratuitous kindness. There's never a situation in life. Doesn't exist. There's never a situation in life where we can't ask Hashem for His kindness or where we don't need to ask Hashem for His kindness. That is the constant. That is the constant. And that is the lesson that we learn from the fact that Torah begins with an act of kindness and ends with an act of kindness. We should see lots and lots of Hashem's kindness for ourselves and uh, for the whole world this year.